Welcome back to my podcast and thank you for listening. Today, we'll be talking about relational practice and therapeutic relationships. Therapeutic nurse-client relationships are the foundation of all nursing practice and this relationship encompasses many aspects and services that involve and adapt to meet client needs. The College of Nurses of Ontario, CNO 2006, has outlined four standard statements that describe our nurses' accountabilities to modify practice reality. These standard statements consist of therapeutic communication, client-centered care, maintaining boundaries, and protecting the client from abuse. This assignment focuses on the analysis of body language and establishing a nurse-client relationship. Establishing a therapeutic relationship is based on trust and appropriate use of power by the nurse to form an alliance with the patient. By developing this alliance, the nurse and patient collaborate and formulate better, more appropriate care that elicits more positive outcomes. This is what the CNO said in 2009. During this video, it is evident that the nurse intended to have no relationship with the client and it looked like she wasn't interested in what he had to say. Developing a meaningful therapeutic relationship between the nurse and a patient remains the most effective technique in enhancing nursing practice. The outcome of these relationships translates into better patient outcomes and overall more positive experiences for the patient and their families. This was said by Merhogny and others in 2017. My first analysis of the video is that the room looks tiny and unwelcoming. Shirehorn 2015 says patients often form their first impression of medical practice in the waiting room or reception area. Stained furniture, old magazines were strewn about, rude office staff. Such experiences have significant impact on how patients perceive the quality of their care. Shirehorn also mentions Melnick, who has written many aspects of medical communication. He says, by having more desirable waiting areas, patients will be more comfortable with the care and not feel as stressed when seeing the nurse or doctor. It is always better to have a nicer looking area for your clients. My second analysis is when the nurse came in and she swung the door open and didn't close it during the interview with her client. This is a big no. You, as a healthcare professional, need to keep patient confidentiality. By having the door open, anybody outside can hear the discussion going on and noise can be annoying and distracting. It can be bad for your health as well. Several studies have been linked to increased noise levels to anxiety, depression, and even heart problems and strokes. Research suspects that noise worsens the health conditions by triggering the brain's fight or flight response, resulting in increased stress. When the nurse finally walks in, she only says hello and never introduces herself. You, as a nurse, always introduce yourself because it's basic manners. It is essential interaction because it forms the basis of therapeutic nurse-client relationship. Mutual trust and respect are crucial for a therapeutic relationship with your client. The nurse's next exciting thing was when the patient asked if the doctor was in. Her response was vulgar towards him. She told him no doctor and asked him to take his shirt off for her. She never explained to him what she would be doing either. He was trying to tell the nurse that he needed a doctor's note because he had been sick and hadn't been able to attend work due to being ill. She again rudely replied with, yep, but from her tone of voice, she wasn't listening to him. When she proceeds to put on the blood pressure cuff, she tells him she will be checking a few things. As a nurse, I was taught that we should be vocal and say everything we will be doing to the client. 
For example, she should have said, I'm just going to be doing your vital signs. Can you please take off your shirt so I can put the cuff on better, please? Manners go a long way. I feel to be a good nurse, you must have good manners. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the demand for healthcare professionals is predicted to grow by 16% from 2020 to 2030. The need for healthcare professionals with extensive medical knowledge is needed and healthcare professionals who are caring as well. What I mean by this is that in every healthcare profession, it is required that they all have characteristics related to caring. For example, a good nurse should have at least three characteristics, compassionate, competent, and conscientious. Someone who is compassionate cares for another's well-being. To have a nurse who obtains this characteristic is very important when it comes to helping patients. As a patient, we look for someone who will do their best to ensure that we are in good health and to be able to walk out that door knowing that we had been in good hands. Along with being compassionate, being conscientious of the patient is very important in creating a positive experience for the patient and essential to being a good nurse. To be competent means to have the necessary knowledge and skills to do something confidently. In addition, it is best to ask for clarification. When we seek medical attention, we want what's best for ourselves. Therefore, we want someone who truly cares for our well-being and is confident in what they're doing. If nurses were not compassionate, conscientious, and competent, there would be no trust in our healthcare system. We need people who care for the well-being of others to create a sustainable society. There are different types of interactions a nurse can portray. This interaction, I believe, was a unilateral relationship. Beauchamp and Campbell in 2021 wrote an article regarding unilateral relationships. They say a unilateral relationship is a one-sided relationship that involves one person investing more time and energy into the relationship than their partner. Sometimes one person carries the relationship for a period of time, such as when a partner is ill or when things are not going well, she explains. But for a relationship to be healthy and satisfying, it takes effort from both people. One person cannot carry the burden over an extended period of time. Therefore, in this study, the patient invests more time and energy than the nurse. This is making this a one-sided relationship. She acted like she had no care regarding the patient and did not listen to him. For example, he said he needed a doctor's note because he hadn't been to work. She asked him if he was still drinking and her response to him, who he replied yes to her, was maybe if he didn't drink, it would be helpful. This had no regard to a situation he was in at all. She had bluntly judged the client for something unrelated to his current problem he was there to see the doctor for. Janice Morse, in 1991, explains that there is an asynchrony between the nurse and the patient in unilateral relationships, with one person unwilling or unable to develop the connection desired by the other. For example, if the nurse is not committed to the patient as a person or is burnt out and does not have the emotional energy to invest in the relationship, or if the patient desires a less clinical relationship, then the patient might resort to a corrosive or manipulative behavior to try to enhance the nurse to become more involved. The patient was trying to get her attention and asked if he could have a civil conversation with her as well, and she would not take any interest in what he had to say. The nurse's message seemed pretty evident to the client. She did not care and seemed like she was only there for a paycheck at the end of the week. The client came in to get a doctor's note 
and wanted to see the doctor because he had been sick and couldn't attend work because of that issue. All he wanted was to talk to the doctor. It was evident he felt like she was rushing, and when he explained the nurse his symptoms and that he'd been sick with hepatitis, she then asked him why he was there today after he told her specifically how he was feeling. In this situation, the nurse was being co-descending. We never know if the nurse is always like this or not. Sadly, there are many nurses out there that treat clients this way. The only fact we know is that you should never treat a patient the way she did. The client, as seen, did not benefit from this interaction and was probably angry and confused. Morris said, Suppose the patient is unwilling to trust the nurse and accept their illness situation. In that case, they will manifest challenging behaviors and a unilateral relationship will occur. Personally, if I was in this situation, I would not trust the nurse at all. The point of relational practicing in nursing is to have and maintain interpersonal communication skills and to build and sustain health-promoting relationships with clients, families, colleagues, and others. It is seen that the nurse didn't listen to the client and that there wasn't any warmth present in her voice or body language. At 3 minutes and 53 seconds into the video, she writes down his symptoms and he said his stomach was sore. She then rudely cuts him off and says, well, you got lots of stomach. The client was trying to tell the nurse he wasn't feeling well, and when he did, she said that comment. Therefore, both warmth and listening weren't involved in this conversation. I believe that warmth and listening correlate to each other. To have warmth, you must listen and understand what one is going through without judgment. To listen, you must be calm, collective, and understand as well. Instead, the nurse should have said something along the lines of, I'm sorry, let me take down your symptoms, and I will get in contact with the doctor as fast as I can. And at the same time, listen more to him and not make him feel uncomfortable in the situation. Finally, what the nurse did was entirely unacceptable, and if this was me, I would have asked for a different nurse. She did not treat the patient as a human, and instead treated him like an object. You, as a nurse, have a job to understand health and to understand people as well. To be outstanding at your job, you must put these two factors together.